Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Had a whole bunch of people send me this story, and this is uh, an interesting one. From the Electronic Frontier Foundation, who were heavily involved in the story. Colorado Supreme Court upholds keyword search warrant. A keyword search warrant. Jennifer Lynch and Andrew Crocker wrote this. And this is the kind of thing where you couldn't even fathom this existing 20, 30 years ago. And, and here we are. And the Colorado Supreme Court became the first state Supreme Court in the country to address the constitutionality of a keyword warrant. A keyword warrant. That's a digital dragnet tool that allows law enforcement to identify everyone who searched the Internet for a specific term or phrase. So the police dropped a search warrant on a search engine and said, we want the identification for every single person who looked for this search term. And in honoring the search warrant, the search engine goes back and looks up every single person who looked up that search term within a particular time frame. And as you can imagine, if you used that search engine during that time frame, you were part of that search. And it is as big as it sounds. So in a weak and ultimately confusing opinion, the court upheld the warrant, finding the police relied on it in good faith. The Electronic Frontier Foundation filed two amicus briefs and was heavily involved in the case of People versus Seymour, which involved a tragic case in which several people died because of a home arson. Police had no suspects, so they used a keyword warrant to ask Google to identify anyone and everyone who searched for that home's street address in the two weeks prior to the incident. So they said, what if, what if, I wonder if the person who did this may have Googled that address. Oh, we can find out. Let's go ask the people at Google to identify every single person who searched for that address in the last two weeks. So this is like a geofence warrant. Keyword warrants cast a dragnet that require a provider to search its entire servers of user data. In this case, queries by 1 billion Google users. 1 billion. Police generally have no identified suspects. Instead, the sole basis of the warrant is a hunch that the suspect might have searched for something in some way related to the crime. Keyword warrants rely on the fact that it is virtually impossible to navigate the modern internet without entering search queries into a search engine such as Google's. By some accounts, there are over 1.15 billion websites, tens of billions of web pages, and Google search processes as many as 100,000 queries every second. 100,000 queries a second. Many users have come to rely on search engines to such a degree they routinely search for answers to sensitive or unflattering questions that they might never feel comfortable asking a human. Uh, so over the course of months and years, there's little about a user's life that will not be reflected in their search keywords from the mundane to the intimate. The result is a vast record of some of the user's most private and personal thoughts, opinions, and associations. And we've always heard these jokes about someone who uses your computer and you know, hits the pull down to see the history of what you've been looking at. I think I've seen some sitcoms that had that as a basis for what happened in that episode. Uh, and likewise, if they could see your search history, uh, that can be a, an interesting thing as well. Now, I'll admit that I search all kinds of wacky stuff. I think yesterday I did look up what did the Eiffel Tower weigh. 
Um, so in this Seymour opinion, the four-justice majority recognized that people have a constitutionally protected privacy interest in their internet search queries and that these queries impact a person's free speech rights. The federal Supreme Court has held that warrants like this one that target speech are highly suspect, so courts must apply constitutional search and seizure requirements with scrupulous exactitude. Scrupulous exactitude. Despite recognizing this directive to engage in careful, in-depth analysis, the majority here uh, had reasoning that was cursory and at points mistaken. For example, although the court found that the Colorado Constitution protects users' privacy interests in their searches, it held that the Fourth Amendment does not due to the third-party doctrine because federal courts have held that there is no expectation of privacy in an IP address. However, this overlooks the queries themselves, which many courts have suggested are more akin to location information, such as that found to be protected in Carpenter v. U.S. Similarly, the Colorado court neglected to address the constitutionality of Google's initial search of all its users because it found that the things seized, which was their queries and their IP addresses, were sufficiently narrow. Finally, the court merely assumed without deciding that the warrant lacked probable cause, a shortcut that allowed the court to overlook the warrant's facial deficiency and therefore upheld it on a good faith exception. If the majority had truly engaged with the deep constitutional issues presented by this keyword warrant, it would have found, as the three judges dissenting did, that keyword warrants are tantamount to a high-tech version of the reviled general warrants that first gave rights to the protections in the Fourth Amendment. And so before the Bill of Rights was passed, a general warrant was the idea that the police could go to the judge and say, we need a warrant because we're looking for somebody. And the judge would give them, in essence, a blank warrant. And you go, you've got the right to go search for this person. And they can go and knock on doors, but we've got a warrant. Poke around. Knock on the door, house next door. We've got a warrant. Go into a building. We've got a warrant. And the warrant was a get-out-of-jail-free card. Okay, so, so they've said, you can't have that anymore. A warrant's got to be specific, describing who is to be arrested if it's an arrest warrant, or if it's a search warrant, what can be searched and what is being sought. You've got to say what you're looking for, too. You can't just say, oh, we're just looking for stuff. No, we're looking for things and be very specific, and you list them. So uh, those lack probable cause because a mere hunch that some unknown person might have searched for a specific phrase related to crime is insufficient to support a search of everyone's search queries. Keyword warrants are insufficiently particular because they do next to nothing to narrow the universe of the search. And they're admitting here that they turn this thing over to Google and say, search everybody. Go through the searches of everyone and tell us who it was that searched for these terms in there. The EFF, the Electronic Frontier Foundation, is disappointed in the results of this case. Keyword warrants not only have the potential to implicate innocent people, uh, they allow the government to target people for sensitive search terms or the names of gender-affirming healthcare providers or information about psychedelic drugs. And so, yeah, so, so let's just suppose you were curious. You saw a news article about psychedelic drugs. What are those? Well, you go to Google and ask it, what are psychedelic drugs? And then it turns out the police are doing a search. They're doing a manhunt. They're trying to track down somebody who's, who's, who's trafficking in psychedelic drugs in your neighborhood. So they search for everyone who looked up psychedelic drugs in this time frame. One of them is you. Oh, they might come knocking your door. 
ask you about that. Talk to you about psychedelic drugs. You're like, I just looked it up. So even searches that refer to crimes or acts of terror are not themselves criminal, uh, or even in most cases, um, because think about it, historians, reporters, and crime novelists could all be subject to criminal investigation. Dragnet warrants that target speech have no place in a democracy, and the EFF will continue to challenge them in the courts and to support legislation to ban them entirely. And so this is a scary concept, and it's just one of those things, you know, uh, if, if you're on the fence about this, okay, go pull up Google right now and take a look at some of your most recent searches and see what you looked up. And then ask yourself if you want everyone to know that you looked at that stuff. And I'll admit, the bulk of what I look at is so goofy <laughs> that it would probably be entertaining. But I'm not sure I want to share that with people as a way of entertainment because I'm trying to, you know, if nothing else, entertain you here. And I will stick with me making videos about the law and the news, okay? But this is a problem. And I did a story a couple years ago. I'm not even sure if I can still find it if I looked for it. It might not even be up anymore. About a guy who was riding his bicycle around a neighborhood where he rode his bicycle quite a bit. And a house got broken into. So the police, with no leads, said, I wonder if we could track every single person who was in this area within a certain time frame using all the different things on the internet that track people, such as their phones. And so they, they did a warrant on that. And they came up with a couple of different people, including a guy who rode his bicycle through that neighborhood every single day. And they arrested him. And they said, well, you obviously broke in that house because we can show that you were, in, you, know, you were nearby that house. You were within this little area during a certain time frame. And if you weren't breaking into the house then, you were probably casing the joint. And it wasn't him. It wasn't him. But it turns out maybe the burglar wasn't carrying a cell phone. It w- w- <laughs> Imagine that. Who doesn't bring their cell phone to a crime these days? Um, so this stuff, although interesting in that they can do this, um, it's scary that they can do it. And I don't want anybody digging through my search results and my search questions to see if I might be up to no good. And so I understand that the police are frustrated. I understand that a bad crime happened. I understand they want to solve the crime. But I think, you know, shortly after a crime is committed and they got no leads to go, hey, let's drop a subpoena on Google and ask them for the identification of every single person who searched for this concept within this time and see if we come up with it that way. Because, by the way, there's no guarantee the person who did the crime did that. And maybe they used InfoSeek instead, or Ask Jeeves <laughs> instead of Google. That's a possibility too, isn't it? Don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that's going to wrap it up for this one from the Electronic Frontier Foundation. Jennifer Lynch and Andrew Crocker wrote that. And a lot of people send me thanks a lot. The Colorado Supreme Court upholds keyword search warrant. So this might be a situation where it's going to evolve state by state as a patchwork until somebody gets it in front of the U.S. Supreme Court and they make a ruling. And if they don't rule in a good way, then it might be up to the states to pass laws on it in each state. So there you go. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Somewhere, something incredible is waiting to be known.